What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Tuesday, April 11th, 2023. It's about five minutes after two in the afternoon here on the East Coast of the United States. Tony Schaefer uh, returns to our cameras and microphones today. Tony, a pleasure. Thank you for joining us. Judge, always um, great to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Since last we were together, there have been uh, two tranches of documents uh, leaked by some source we don't know, um, which seem to show uh, American intelligence uh, data summarized, uh, analyzing the relative strengths of uh, the Ukraine military versus the Russian military, and it's pretty damning uh, for the Ukraine military. So let me start out with the basics. Uh, Have you seen this? Do you have an opinion on it? Does it appear to be authentic? Uh, how can something like this get out to the public? So, yeah, uh, to, to begin with, it does look authentic. Uh, I think John Kirby has sufficiently confirmed that, that it is authentic by the fact he says, don't look at it. Oh, no, don't, you know, not for public consumption. And uh, along that line, Judge, it's interesting that uh, all fingers point to the Pentagon instantly. It's like, oh, it's the Pentagon. Really? Well, this could have been CIA, but apparently it's Pentagon. So that tells me a great deal. First, they kind of know the source. They do. No, think about it, Judge. From day one, this is Pentagon related. So uh, now, when you say that, are you being uh, sarcastic? Is the CIA trying to uh, brush off suspicion toward itself or is no. it truly the Pentagon? No, I, I think it's the Pentagon. And here's why I think uh, there's something more afoot. Because uh, speaking as someone who's been involved in operations that required the level of protection we're talking about, which I'll get to in a second, right? Uh, Pentagon has more than adequate investigative uh, law enforcement resources, judged to investigate a leak like this. That is to say, you've got CID in the Army, uh, countered, uh, it, 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 you know, the, uh, the folks who do criminal investigations, NCIS, famously NCIS, where they do task forces all the time. So, but oh. We're not going to have DOD investigate. We got the FBI rolling. Really? Why the FBI? Well, that's a good question. Why? Why would you allow the FBI to get inside a DOD unless you're doing something different? Because DOD's job is to, to account for these sorts of things. They can, they can put people in jail, and they do. Leavenworth is a very fine prison by all accounts, Judge, just saying. They, they put people there all the time. Uh, so... Why now? Why are we deviating off to do this with uh, the FBI? Because, again, DOD, Army Counterintelligence, Army Internal Investigation, every service can do this. So why are they deviating? Nobody's asking that question. And, and another factor, which to me is like not being addressed, is how does documents of this level get out? When right. I did before, this before, before how it gets out. Yeah. Why the DOD? Uh, why the, the DOJ? Does the Department of Defense not trust its own internal investigations to point a finger? 
or That's might the I'm finger have to be pointed too high up? Well, that that latter, I think, may well be the issue because that comes to the next point I was going to make. Judge, these things are kept in a very small circle. That level of operational detail, as we now recognize, can cause all sorts of problems. The fact is, the Russians probably now know that there's going to be some opportunities on the on the horizon they didn't know before. And the fact that we penetrated the Russians, that's something that I can tell you that was, was highly, highly classified. Uh, if we did it, let me, let me phrase it, if we penetrated the Russians, it was highly classified during the time that that I was on the inside, if we did it, if, if it was done. And that brings me to the next point. When you walk in, you bring in a piece of paper and, and you say, sir, general, admiral, uh, Mr. Secretary, here's the information, read it. They read it, uh, they sign off on it and you walk out with it. You don't physically leave it behind. You never leave judge physical artifacts for them to be leaked to the media. Again, I, that's why the operations I ran have never been compromised. Well, how, how, we do you, never, how do you send a, a memo to your bosses summarizing the raw data that they've asked you? Don't, you don't. You don't. You walk in. You say, General, Admiral, Secretary, Undersecretary, here's okay. the information. Here's what we're, we've got. You, right, can, well, you, you can These documents down. appeared to be a summary, so much so right. it's almost as if they were uh, – what do you call it? PowerPoint. PowerPoint. Right. It, it, right. Would there have been some secure federal facility in which agents would be watching a PowerPoint? Yes. So there is something called the Special Technical Operations System, the Stowe system. There are uh, secure facilities within secure facilities. Within it's like a like one of the nesting dolls. It's like a nesting doll for security, Judge. You got you know you get smaller and smaller, and you get right, more right, bigger. right. I have one of those dolls that somebody gave me as a gag. You know, it took me like about, it's the shape of an egg. Yeah, right, right. You go through about five or six smaller eggs till you find out what was in the middle. Yes. And the middle was a bust of Vladimir Putin. Well, there you go. <laughs> anyway, so, okay. But you so get my point. Is the the analogy is valid. So you, get, so you do have these facilities and you do have those kind of briefings. But again, it's a very limited audience. Very limited. I mean, we're talking maybe a half a dozen. So that's what goes back to your other point about why is DOJ coming in? Well, maybe because the peer person is so high up that they think did this, it, it has to be at that level because I'm telling you right now, these things are not easy to get. Uh, you can see on those documents, some of them say REL, that's releasable to certain countries. And of course, the fingers are going to be looking at those folks as well as a potential venue. But I, every, everything indicates right now that they do kind of have a trail of where they're looking. They have kind of verified that these are U.S., or documents originating from the Pentagon, because again, everybody's been talking about the Pentagon and DOJ coming in to investigate the Pentagon. So, and then of course, John Kirby being John Kirby, uh, I, I find it interesting judge that he spends more time in Georgetown buying $300 ties than he does paying attention to factual details relating to his job, because what he's been saying is factually in, in, inaccurate relating to a number of things. This whole issue regarding documents is one of them. Uh, the, the, the media has any obligation and all obligation to report what they find, all whether right. it's inconvenient to the, to the administration we're, or not. We're, so. going to, we're going to run a clip of uh, Admiral Kirby. Sure. Tell us if there is an inaccuracy in this. I don't think so, sure. but you may you obviously know more about this than I do. Sure. And then tell us what else he's done or said that you believe is inaccurate. Gary? Right. We don't know uh, who's responsible for this, and we don't know if uh, they 
have more that the, they, they intend uh, to post. So we're watching this and monitoring it as best we can. But the truth and the honest answer to your question is we don't know. True. Anytime John Kirby says this is the truth and honest answer, uh, run the other way, Judge, always. Wow. So they they know within probably 15 people where this could have come from. So they 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 that this information is not widely pro proliferated. It's just not. These things are tightly, tightly controlled. They're hand walked around. And if they're present, they're, if they're presented, they're presented in secure facilities, which nobody can take copies out of. So again, just from the physical artifacts I've seen, someone had a copy of the slides. If you have a copy of those slides, that re reduces the, the audience of, of availability down to 15 people, more or less. Trust me, I've run around and does it, done this sort of thing. I have had to move highly classified information around Washington securely without getting caught by the good our good guys or bad guys. And it, you, it is highly limited. So he's lying. They know within 10 or 15 people where it came from. What they're trying to do right now is figure out how to do it. I wouldn't put it past them if they're behind it. Remember, during the Bush administration, a guy named Larry Franklin, you might remember Colonel Franklin, Larry Franklin, was uh, accused of leaking sensitive information regarding the Iraq invasion to APAC, the, the, the Israeli organization. He did that as part of, uh, of Doug Fife's organization, uh, the, the work directly for Don Rumsfeld. And, and, and uh, he got caught giving information to the, the Israelis via APAC. So that he, he ended up going to jail for that. I'm, so I wouldn't put it past someone in this administration, give, basically encouraging someone to take this stuff out and get it out there. Because one of the other points we're about to talk about, I know, is the change in narrative. The very thing that we've been talking about, how, many, how long, Judge, have we been talking about this, about how they've been lying about numbers? And here it is, something that is credibly leaked is going to now change the narrative to what we've been saying for a long time. Well, I don't think that's happening at random. All right. When Admiral Kirby uh, said, we don't know if this is all the person has, is that a lie? Is he preparing us for more to come out? He's clearly preparing us for more. He's clearly preparing us for more. I think there's more out there, probably at least one more tranche. All right. Do you um, um, credit the accuracy or the truthfulness of these documents? For example, the claim that the kill ratio of seven to one, seven uh, Ukrainian uh, soldiers killed for every one Russian. I mean, if that's true, as one of my uh, viewers said, it's a turkey shoot. It's a slaughter. Could that be true? I think it's closer to 10 to one, to be honest with you, Judge. I think Ooh. the numbers are, even these numbers are soft. And I think these these numbers are as soft as they can get them and present them, present them to leadership and be credible. Just saying. All right. So who, who do you think, well, you, you don't know the name, but what type of person would do this? Is this an Edward Snowden doing it for ideological reasons? Again, to... uh, this could be one of three things. Three, there's three sources that could have come from. First, a foreign source, because on those some of those documents, it says releasable to certain countries. I thought I it said no. I thought the document said no foreign. It said no, no foreign, foreign, but real. No foreign, but real. These basically says no, no foreign dissemination, but releasable to the Five Eyes. For example, some of those were Five Eyes documents. Okay, Judge, we allow and and, and the Five Eyes are Great Britain, Canada, New Zealand, Australia, and the U.S. That's right. That's okay. the five. So, so I don't think it came from them. I, I don't. So that comes to the second uh, potential suspect, which is senior DoD leadership. I think that's a good possibility that someone who is actually still in DoD leadership saw these things and said, "I've civilian I or military." 
uh, probably civilian. I, I don't think a military person would do it at this point. It's probably civilian. Or the third possibility is a dupe, like a Franklin, Larry Franklin, who was working for the Office of, of Special Projects under so under under Rumsfeld, an op, the Office of Special Projects was run by by a guy named Fife. Uh, uh, Fife then gave Larry Franklin documents to give to the Israelis. So the third possibility is they're doing something like Bush 43 did, where they're telling someone, go take these and get them out there. And then they're going to say, oh, we didn't do that. So there's three possibilities. A purposeful link through a, a dupe, a, a, a legitimate person saying, I've had enough, i got to get the information out, or someone from the Five Eyes. Those are the three sources I'm going on the record saying we're going to come to find it came from. I'm going with the with the, the, the last, the, the, the one word that I think that the, the administration gave these to somebody to, to get out. Wow. What, what is your uh, opinion of the uh, truthfulness of Secretary Austin before yeah. and now that we know about this? Or is it the same? So, uh, again, I know General Austin. I, I work with him in combat. Uh, I think uh, Austin has become... Uh, First and foremost, a politician. Secondly, someone who served in the military. And right now, he's done what he's been told to do, which is to uh, to to deflate some numbers, expand other numbers, for the purposes of trying to create a political narrative. And remember, Judge, part of this has to be with his lying. I don't think his lie was working. So part of this could be the reason they're leaking these documents, which I think it's very possible is to try to justify more spending. Think about it. Oh, my goodness. We've we've not been able to... But but these documents show that the government itself recognizes that the chances of Ukraine victory are so slim. For example, one of the claims on the document is the government's view that by the end of May, that's uh, six weeks from now, Ukraine's air defenses will be totally degraded down to zero. How could they possibly sustain an assault from Russia with no air defenses? But that's what they're going to say. It's like, see, uh, it's so bad now. Yeah, we didn't tell you the truth, but it's so bad we need more money. We need to really jump in there now and do what's necessary to defend Ukraine. That's what I want to I want to go back to um, former four star general, now secretary of defense, Austin. Yeah. You tell me how he could say what we're going to show you. A, it's a, about a minute and 10 second interrogation from a rather mild mannered, mannered Mississippi Senator, uh, Roger Wicker, Senator, mm-hmm. Senate Armed Services Committee. You're familiar with this process. I am. Uh, you, you tell me what you think of a general slash uh, Defense Secretary Austin's answers. With regard to your optimism about Ukraine having the upper hand, that is what you told me yesterday. It, it is. Now, uh, Ukrainians have inflicted significant casualties on the Russians, and they have depleted their, uh, their inventory of uh, armored vehicles in a way that no one would have ever imagined. And so now we see Russia reaching for T-54s and T-55 tanks because of the level of damage that the Ukrainians have inflicted on them. And we have, in the meantime, been... And reaching, to- reaching for those tanks uh, demonstrates what to you, sir? It demonstrates that uh, their capability is waning. And we've uh, continued uh, to witness uh, them be challenged with artillery munitions and other things. And they're reaching out to Iran. They're reaching out to, uh, to North Korea. I think, you know, we'll see an increase in the fighting in the spring as uh, conditions for maneuver improve. 
Do you believe there's a real chance for significant Ukrainian advancements between now and the beginning of winter? I believe there's a chance, and we're doing everything that we can do to uh, ensure that they have their best opportunity to be successful, Senator. Is he credible or not? No, he's, he's, listen to the, fir the first few things he said are very soft. Well, degraded. What does that mean? To what percentage? Uh, they've been, uh, all these things he talks about are like, very like, uh, okay, what do you mean? Can, can you put a specific, and the, the senator should have said, okay, give me a number. What's the percentage here? And they didn't do that. But then when he talks about, uh, can they still achieve a significant victory? Uh, that is a lie. No, at this point, as we know now from these documents, should they be real? Every indication those documents are real. There's absolutely no way the current military uh, force, the, the current capacity of the Ukrainian military can do anything more than sustain the basic defensive posture it's in now. That's it. So, right, what, so what he said was a lie. So if, uh, if we're trying to figure out whether we have uh, an Edward Snowden here as the leaker, someone who is ideologically, morally, intellectually, honestly opposed to American military involvement, uh, believes it's doomed to failure, believes he has a duty under the Constitution to inform the American public versus a Lloyd uh, Austin type who wants to please his masters and wants to make an argument for more and faster aid to the Ukrainians, you would opt for the latter, the Austin type, as opposed to the Snowden type. I would because of the nature of the investigation. Remember who's investigating. The FBI will, will, will basically report whatever it's told. Think about that. That's maybe why they don't want DOD investigators coming in because they may want to control the narrative. The FBI, as you know, Judge, is not an honest investigative uh, organization at this point. I know, so, but Lloyd Austin would have more, correct me if I'm wrong, Tony, Lloyd Austin would have more control over DOD investigators than he would over FBI investigators. No, it's not about DOD. It's about the White House trying to control the narrative, Judge. That's ah. what's going on. You got it. Who benefits? Who benefits? Who benefits from the FBI coming in? The White House. Who benefits from information being investigated, but no one being found guilty? This is, this is a fascinating analysis, Tony, and very different from what we've uh, been hearing from out the day, even from uh, some of your uh, friends and colleagues. Let me switch gears uh, slightly. Yes, is there anything in this report or report, is there anything in these documents that Russian intel did not know? So I suspect about... If you just watch the battle space and watch what's coming and going, you probably have about 80%. There's a few nuggets in there that they probably didn't know. Some of the relationship issues between us and third countries are things we know about third countries, dealing with them. They, I mean, they know, they, the Russians know they're dealing with those countries. Now they know we know. So yeah, there's a few things like that, but I don't think anything uh, changes the battle space and the parameters of what the Russians intended. You're not gonna see any major tactical or strategic changes in the Russian war plan based on what came, what's in these documents, as far as I can tell. All right. Um, we have a recent uh, quote from uh, President Zelensky. He speaks in uh, Ukrainian. There is a translation. It's a, it's a weird translation. It sounds like it might've been done by a computer and it's relatively brief, talks about what his real goal is here. We're going to play this clip, which is only about 12 or 15 seconds long. We're going to play it twice, back to back, 
So you can grasp all of it. I had to listen to it three times before I could grasp it. Sure. And then you tell us what you think. The world should know respect and order will return to international relations only when the Ukrainian flag returns to Crimea, when there is freedom there, just like everywhere else in Ukraine. The the world should know respect and order will return to international relations only when the Ukrainian flag returns to Crimea, when there is freedom there, just like everywhere else in Ukraine. Now, for whose consumption is this? Surely the Ukrainian military knows the Ukrainian flag is never going to fly over Crimea. This is for, as far as I can tell us and the American people, because, Judge, remember what, what I think is going on here. And I may be going against all the other. Uh, Quite all right, Tony. You you are no, sharp. You are sharp just, and credible. I see this as as a tripling down on trying to justify more support for for Zelensky. So Zelensky says, "Oh, we must go to Crimea," and the, the Biden administration says, "We lied to you. It's way worse. It's way worse than we told you, and that's why we got to triple down." You, we need to examine how we can get more forces in there because we're now jeopardizing. Freedom. We're now, you know, uh, jeopardizing democracy if we don't jump in. So I think that's what's going on is trying to prep the American people to ask for more. Well, we know one person who uh, was no doubt quite pleased about normalcy will only return when the Ukrainian flag is flying over Crimea. And that's the number three ranking person in the State Department, Victoria Nuland. Of course, she basically said in a more American way uh, the same thing. I mean, she right. actually called for military action shouldn't say troops on the ground but you know what she meant american yeah. military action to liberate crimea i mean that's that's a that's just not going to happen well think about judge she's at the level that some of these documents may have been leaked from just saying just saying if there was going to be a leak it would be coming from someone at that level Whew. top of all this we have emmanuel macron uh, on his flight from beijing to paris saying Europe will no longer be a vassal state to American rhythm and Chinese overreaction. So the EU now wants to be militarily and culturally and geopolitically a power in its own right and independent from the U.S. And if Macron speaks for others in Western Europe, it's don't even come to us if you think we're going to send troops and material to, to Taiwan. We're just not doing it. So I remember, Judge, at the beginning of the Biden White House, they said the adults are back in charge and the adults in charge now have done everything they can, no matter how you feel, to upend the larger international order. And Biden just went to uh, Ukraine to show unity with the with the allies. This this shows disunity. And so, no matter again, no matter what side of the argument you are, it's it's clear that there's not unity in NATO. There's not. And the, the, the role that the United States plays to, to, to be the cohesive force is waning. So, I, you know, I, I don't I'm not judging if it's good or bad. I'm saying that's what's happened. And when you have Macron, a major ally regarding this issue, now trying to propose with the Chinese peace talks for Ukraine, that means the United States is not in, in control of its own destiny at this point. And I think it's, it's something that people have to consider what's going to happen next. And, and the Biden folks are going to be essentially passengers in their own car of, of uh, the, their own cloud clown car of freedom. So, so when um, Colin Powell was probably saying what he thought was true, but now of course we know it wasn't 
that there were weapons of mass destruction in uh, in Iraq, and George W. Bush was pushing the same argument, and Phil Giraldi was the senior uh, CIA uh, uh, informer to uh, Bush and told him that there were no weapons of mass destruction, and Bush threw him out of the Oval Office. The chair of the Senate Armed Services Committee was 100% in Bush's camp as was the chief of staff to the Senate Armed Services Committee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The chief of staff of the Senate Armed Services Committee is today the Secretary of State of the United States. And the chair of the Senate Armed Services Committee in that era is now the president. Right. So we have the same thing all over again. So to ju- judge to that point, I mean, you see these people come up together and they cover each other's behind constantly. Yes. On on the weapon of mass destruction issue, Larry Wilkerson, Colonel Wilkerson was Colin Powell's chief of staff and flat out said that that he and Colin Powell were lied to, flat out by CIA. And Powell just just chose to go lie anyway. So we've got to recognize that these people all have an agenda. It is not to be supporting the Constitution. It's one of the reasons we're trying to do Project Sentinel. You and I have talked about this on and off air. I'm fed up with people ignoring their oath of office for personal benefit. And that's what I think these all people, they, they cover each other's behind for purposes of promotion and, and self, uh, self-interest. So, Tony Schaefer, always a pleasure, my dear friend. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, sir. Good to be on. More as we get it. Judge Napolitano for judging freedom.